Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Teen Sports Talk. I'm Viren, and today we're going to be talking about the 2023 NBA draft and the offseason moves so far. And I'm here with Roshan. Hey guys. And Yashish. Hi. So let's get into it. Okay guys, so let's just start with the NBA draft here. So... Of course, widely expected, Victor, Victor Wembanyama goes number one overall to the Spurs. And I, what, I mean, what do you guys think about it? I think he's such a generational talent. Yeah, no, and I think that with a great coaching staff with uh, Popovich there in, in um, San Antonio, I think that he has a great coaching staff that will be able to develop him. Yeah, let's not forget to mention the one prospect in the entire top five of the NBA draft that actually went to college. Um, Brandon Miller, who was picked number two out of Alabama, and he really led them on a great run throughout all of college. Unfortunately, it ended up a little short in March Madness, but I think he has mm-hmm. tremendous talent and will really boost um, the entire Hornets team with LaMelo Ball. Yeah, and I think his March Madness troubles could, could largely come uh, as due to be his off-court, off-the-court uh, yeah, issues. Off-court, but off-court. even then... I don't know. I thought I was. I expected Scoo Henderson to be honest to go number two, but I think I think Brandon Miller, Scoo Henderson, they were pretty interchangeable. Yeah, you say Scoo Henderson, but I don't get why you think the Hornets would take another point guard, another star point guard to go with Lamelo. I mean, I you just move on over to shooting guard. I think that Scoo. I mean, you look at how how Scoo Henderson is built. He is built like built like a small forward, built like a shooting guard, and he can actually hoop. But Brandon Miller's size is really what they need. They need a Good size. Uh, I think he's he's decent, tall, right? He's yeah, a big, yeah, he's a big guy. Size, small forward. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think he's gonna fit right into the nugget, uh, corner scheme and do really well with. Lamar yeah, Lamar. but but I mean, I gotta talk about the. I mean, the Thompson twins going four four and five. I mean, me personally, I'm not really sure how good the overtime elite like program is that it'll develop them to be able to succeed in the NBA because it's a lot like college is understandable the G League is understandable those are proven systems that have worked in the past yeah and they play against people like high high caliber talent too in overtime no in, in college yeah and I mean in overtime I mean yes I it is built with a lot of four and five star athletes but I mean, I just I don't know about getting fourth and fifth. I mean, it just feels like another bust for the uh, Pistons and the Rockets. I mean, let's be honest. Really, high schoolers playing against high schoolers is enough to get someone drafted fifth overall. I mean, yeah. the only real high schooler that was tremendous out of high school was LeBron James, and I really don't think these guys are well enough mm-hmm. to be anywhere near that yeah. level. And I feel like there were better there were better shooting guards like Chet Howard. Even he's a absolute steal at. Uh, Number 11 for uh, the Magic. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of that, I feel like we should go into some of the steals in the draft. Like, what yeah. what, do you, what were you thinking, Vera? So, so my biggest steal in this draft was by the Celtics at pick 38, who selected Jordan Walsh. He's a 6'7 shooting guard from Arkansas and has tremendous upside with a powerful team. He is the best defender in his entire draft class, along with having skills of a point guard. And although mm-hmm. he struggled at Ar- Arkansas for one year, he still has tremendous potential potential with all of his athleticism yeah no i what about you yes what do you think so my for um draft steal would be cam whitmore out of um villanova and i mean throughout mm-hmm. the entire year he Same was ranked the top five top five top five on all the big boards and i was really surprised that he fell to all the way to 20 mm-hmm. and i mean you yep. know the surprising part is if he went five he would have went to the same team as the rockets I mean, he is one of the most dynamic athletes in this entire draft class. Yeah. Along with 
and explosiveness and dunking at such a great level, he'll fit right in. I feel like he's going to average 20 points per game first year. I feel like he's going to be rookie of your favorite. I'm telling wow, you. Wow, really? I mean, with, I mean, especially with the struggling Houston team, he's going to become the focal point. Okay, but listen, you got Victor Wembanyama also on a struggling Spurs team who I think is going to just come into this league and become a all-star starter in his first year. He is no, absolute generational talent. I think although Victor Wembanyama has a height, I don't think he's going to succeed with the tough and way more physical league in the NBA. But I mean, that is true. I mean, he's not, I mean, he's not, I know he's tall and I know he is pretty skinny, but I mean, I'm sure he's doing a lot of work this offseason trying to get that those that weight up so that he can hand, handle the, the physicality of the NBA. Yeah, but let's also talk about his leanness. He's still really, really big and you need a lot more time to develop as much uh, growth as all these other a- athletes in the NBA. Okay, but I mean, if you really think about it, remember when Giannis got drafted, he was, he wasn't that built when he got drafted and look at him now. That, right, he's yeah. probably like one of the most like he has so much. So probably one of the most like one of the strongest guys in the league so far. Yeah, and on the topic of Victor Wembanyama, I really think the summer league, the summer league preview, where Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller's teams, and Wembanyama's teams are going to be the most interesting games of all because mm-hmm. all three of them are going to be yeah. playing. And, and I think I, yeah, and I'm really excited to see how that matchup. It's like pick ends one up. versus pick two versus pick three. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. So in terms of some offseason moves. I think there have been some major ones so far. Yes, there so definitely the has Lakers been. So the Lakers and Nets, they've started to load up with veteran depth, while teams like the Blazers and Pelicans have underwhelmed in that factor. Yeah, especially since they haven't really done any moves, considering that Damian Lillard is somewhat on the trading block, even though their owner said they wanted to keep him. Yeah, so actually, let's talk a little bit more about Damian Lillard. What do you guys think? What is your opinion on what he should do? I really think if they, if they can't keep a strong cast around Damian Lillard, I personally think Damian Lillard should leave if he I, wants to win a title. Yeah. I feel like he's getting wasted at uh, the Trailblazers. Yeah, and I feel like that's been the case for a lot of so years. Many years yeah. And the thing about the Trailblazers, it's an interesting fact that I saw the other day, that the Trailblazers are like a average team. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not in full rebuild mode because they don't like get good draft picks. They're not like one of the worst in the leagues. They're not like, they're not like one of those teams. Well, yeah. We're like committed to a rebuild. I'll tell you why they're, and they're not. It's only Damian Lillard. That's yeah. the and that, and, that, and that's the thing. Like Damian Lillard is keeping them an average team because of how great of a player he is. Mm-hmm. And not to say that they haven't been it. They weren't a, they weren't a, like, a, I mean, I'm sure that they weren't an amazing team last year, but not to say they weren't a bad team. And they did have Anthony Simons, who came into his yes. own. And Shaden Sharp later on in the season. Exactly. He really good. And, but I think that, th- Unless the Trailblazers front office is able to get a not even a star, just a, a cast a that young. Damian a young cast that Damian Lillard can work with in his f- final years. I mean, he's only got I don't think he's got that many years left in the NBA. Yeah. And if he has, if he wants to win a, cha- either the Trailblazers front office has to give him a plan of how they're going to get them to the championship in the next two three years. Or Damian Lillard's just got to find a new team, know, like the Knicks or the Nets or something like that. Even for the like Trailblazers, it's hard to rebuild on a team that hasn't been that on an old player. Because mm-hmm. once he's out of his prime, it's going to be hard. Yep. I uh, know. Especially I, to trade him, too. I completely agree with you, Yashish. And, I mean, something else that's been popping up on my phone recently is about James Harden and whether you think he's going to stay. What, what, what do you think, Yashish? Oh, yeah, speaking of the Sixers, I just want to say, yesterday I saw the funniest thing. Of Tobias, Tobias Harris, Harris yeah. saying Sixers fans have traded for a crumble cookie. Yeah, I thought I that was that was pretty funny. So yeah, James Harden, I think he'll go to the Rockets. I don't think 
the Sixers. Really? Want, you think he's going to go to the Rockets? I don't think the Sixers want him or need him. And if the Rockets get him, I'm going to say they're a playoff contender. Well, not that want him or need him. It's just whatever James Harden wants. I mean, because he has the option to sign um, his – he has an option to pick up his player option in, I think, in the next 24 hours. Yeah. And, and got- so – it, I think the debate is whether he wants to remain in Philadelphia and contend for a title, which they've been struggling to do for the last... Especially getting out of the second in round. Getting out of the second round. Or if he just wants to go up, go back to Houston and play with... Uh, what, what's his name? The is it Tom, Who else is it? Thompson Twins? Uh, no, uh, Whitmore. Whitmore. And one of the Thompson Twins. And one of the Thompson Twins, mm-hmm. I believe, yeah. And guys, let's not forget about this Phoenix Suns trade. Oh, yes. Adding Bradley Beal via a trade with the Washington Wizards. And while they received Chris Paul, who was then traded for Jordan Poole from the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. There's like three real teams that benefited out of benefit yeah. or boss, like three main teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll go into the Warriors right now. I don't get why they would trade away their young star, Jordan Poole. He's yeah. putting up very, very, very consistent numbers for an old, old Chris Paul. Yeah, like, I, mean, I, I, I completely agree with you. Like, I don't understand the fact. I mean, Jordan Poole, he is, he is a really good player, and he has pr- proven himself in a way, right? Chris Chris Paul, I think he's on like a one year. He doesn't have that much left in his contract. He's going. He's going to retire soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, of course he is a still. Chris Paul is still a great player. I just feel like the youth, the Golden State lost lost their youth in That's Jordan Poole. Exactly what I think. I think with their veterans so far, uh, Clay Thompson and uh, Steph Curry, I feel like it was really a waste because they were. I think that they were building Poole up really well, and I don't think they should have made this trade at all. Yeah, and you mentioned Clay Thompson. I just really don't see. How Chris Paul will fit into their shooting offense. Exactly. He's not that great of a shooter. I mean, although he can pass, I just don't see them moving Clay down, exactly. down to the three. Exactly. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. But I think also getting rid of Chris Paul is important just to, you know, save some of the some some for that calorie, uh, salary cap. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really think about it, look at the Suns. Think about the Suns so far. I mean, they have Kevin Durant, uh, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. And now another huge contract in um, in uh, Bradley Beal. Yeah, and, 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 and I think I was seeing on Instagram uh, one day about how, like, I think with those four players, they're already almost, if not, like, reached the salary, yeah, NBA salary cap. Yeah, two role players, but yeah. No, I, I mean, along with Cameron Payne is the only one, I think, that's actually on an active contract. And I think that although you have Kevin Durant, Devin, uh, Devin Booker, DeAndre, and you have these, like, stars, I mean with no money left to like you need you need a bench right yeah. there is no denying you can't just have these five players playing the whole game and so let's actually talk into the marcus smart trade i know Vieran, you yeah, you really want to talk about really this really hit me deep since mm-hmm. i'm a Celtics fan yeah i was absolutely shocked hearing this because mm-hmm. i feel like whenever jt or jb are down and mm-hmm. like need someone to pick up the team marcus smart is always there he's yeah. always the person who's always riled up, always yeah. still has heart and passion. And I feel like that's what we need. Yeah, and I feel like Marcus Smart brings a lot of energy to the exactly. team. That Energy and defense. And energy defense. and defense. Like, I know you got the Time Lord there, but even then, like... It's, let's also not forget his transition game and how he can also sink threes. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to try and make up with that with their draft pick that you mentioned, um, the Walsh, because... He really can be one of the best defenders, probably mm-hmm. the best defender in this entire draft class, which is saying something. And he can really run a fast break well. Yeah. So I really think they're going to try and also use Chris Stops as a big man, which they kind of needed later, late, late on in the season, and sort of use Walsh to um, fill in Smart's hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even then, I st- Boston is still 
has um, one of the uh, second, second, obviously second greatest odds to win the title next year. So I still think that they have a good enough team to make it. I'm just not sure. I mean, of course, um, Chris Porzingis is going to help them extremely on the offensive side. I'm just a little worried about how their defense is going to play out next year. That's all we have for today's episode on Teen Sports Talks. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.